Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. What is going on, Bills Mafia? You're live here in the sit-down. This is Draft Week presented by Duff's Famous Wings. This is live on the Built of Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. I am your host as always, Buffalo Sauce God on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, all of the above. Joined here with my co-host as always, Mafia Montage. How are we doing, Mafia Montage? Sauce God and Bills Mafia, how you doing? Doing real good. It's Draft Week, finally getting there, and I'm super excited to... uh, get into the topics today because we are less than six days away from this NFL draft. Let's go. Yes, this is the sit-down, of course, presented by Duff's Famous Wings here on the Built-In Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. I notice we've got a little bit of lag interface right now, Montage, and if, you, uh, if you're if you still with me here, brother, let me know because I want to make sure we have a crystal clear show because we've got a lot to discuss. It is draft week. It is the first round of the draft up and coming, and we have a little bit of an insight to what the Bills might do because of what Brandon Bean was saying in his press conference. So Mafia Montage and I will break a little bit of that down as well as what we expect the Bills to do. But if you haven't already done so, hit that like and share. Join us in the comments. Let us know what you guys out there in Bills Mafia are thinking because Montage and I have got our insight, but we always appreciate your guys' as well. So Montage, first and foremost, you know the drill. The countdown to the 2023 NFL regular season's first game is now just under 140 days, 137 days away. This is still taking forever, Montage, but how do you feel now that we have some actual stuff coming up with the draft? Yeah, I love it, man. This is an exciting time right now. Everyone's kind of burnt out, but like gaining steam at the same time. It's just this weird kind of thing, dynamic of, you know, mock drafts are getting um, ever ever changing and then just uh, new people rising and falling and, and all this stuff. So it's just getting more exciting. There's obviously more smoke as we get closer and closer. So uh, deciphering through what uh, where the fire is going to be is the interesting part now. So, um, you know, smoke season is here and uh, less than a week. We're going to kind of settle this all out and uh, figure out where our teams are going 
uh, for the future here. A little bit of a pun there with the smoke season just passing the 420 holiday there for those of you that celebrate there. Um, and Montage actually had a, a brief moment to actually meet Stevie Johnson recently too, which was pretty cool. So, I mean, what was that like? Yeah, dude, it's definitely, uh, definitely a great uh, thing Stevie's doing. He was doing a camp uh, with kids, uh, loves giving back to the, to the community and to the kids, and then uh, threw a party over at Thin Man last night uh, to celebrate 420, and he released his own uh, Trailblazers boxes um, for his cannabis brand. So, uh, yeah, really cool, really exciting. Um, it was just fun. It was a cool party, fun to hang out. Met a friend over there, played some darts, uh, got a bomb chicken finger sub, um, so yeah, it was great. Good night. Yeah, of course. And that kind of reminds me a little bit of what I wanted to talk about first. And if you guys have not done so, hit that like and share. Join us in the comments. It's the sit down live here in the built in Buffalo Network presented by Dust Famous Wings with myself, the sauce god at Buffalo Sauce God. Join here with my co-host as always, Mafia Montage at Mafia Montage. So it's five days now here on Saturday until the draft. What are your plans for night one and two of the 2023 NFL draft? Obviously, you're going to be doing some coverage, right? But, like, yeah. I'll get into what my draft day plans are, what I would typically be doing. Um, but let's see your first montage. What do you got planned for nights one and two? Yeah, first of all, this is a pre-record, so we will not be displaying the comments live. Uh, please do comment and like and share and, um, you know, tell us, you know, as we go along. Um, you know, what you're thinking. So if we don't reply or post your comments, that's because this is uh, pre-recorded. So just so everyone knows. And um, night one, I'm not sure exactly. I, I got invited to a round table. Um, so I think I'm going to be doing that night one, uh, like 6.30. And then going to be going into the to the draft and, and doing, you know, just I'll have it on at home, um, most likely, unless uh, one of my friends out here wants to do something um but yeah basically no real huge plans for night one and then obviously night two um we got big plans uh peter dibiase and myself are going to host a night two draft show from 7 p.m until the conclusion of the third round um so definitely got a, a dope lineup of guests there as you mentioned uh, i did get together with stevie johnson i believe he will be coming on so uh look out for that we'll be putting out promos for that and everything but I uh, heard it here first on the sit down um, that Stevie Johnson will join us on the uh, Buffalo Blitz's coverage of day two of the NFL draft. Um, and then, uh, you know, I'm excited to see because day two could end up turning into, you know, the action for the Bills. Um, and we'll get into a lot of the topics later on why I think that. But I think that it's it's going to be a fun two days of the draft. So tell us what you're what do you have going on? What are you doing? Um, what's your normal routine you're kind of home um you know in i think you're kind of around your hometown and things i'm not i'm like three hours away so my typical stuff that i've been doing for years and years uh has been changing as i moved out to buffalo and things like that so well in recent years i've typically been in buffalo so like i would uh, so before i kind of got connected with built in buffalo i would usually go to like a buffalo bar get some chicken wings get some labats you know what i mean and kind of sit down and watch the draft you know tweet about it post about it a little bit but i think this year i'm gonna definitely be tuning into i know the bill's chat podcast is hosting for the uh, night one of the nfl draft i really don't care to listen to mel kuyper jr and mike mayock and guys like that because they don't really know shit like until a player has had five or six years, you can't really grade a draft, you know, a, a, a pick because 
you just never know, right? But I am interested to see what Bill's Chat Podcast is bringing here because their content is always, uh, you know, they just podcasted here for Friday night. Their content's pretty cool, but I'm definitely for day two. I'm tuning into you and Peter because I'm really excited to see. I think there's a really good chance that the Bills are going to fall back, you know what I mean, which would be great yeah. because you guys would be calling it in round two. And I know you guys talked about that a little bit on the Buffalo Blitz um, about how it almost be nicer for the Bills to trade back just for selfish reasons. But I think yeah. overall, just if I have some chicken wings and, you know, the Bills don't make any stupid decisions, for me that's all that I really care for. As much as I watched draft, I think in 2020, I watched round one so much because we didn't have sports at that time. But really, it's so hard to just follow along with like all the teams that take the maximum amount of the time that they are given to make a draft pick, right? But I am really curious to see what the Buffalo Bills do. And there is a lot of different noise that is going on, whether they're going to trade up, whether they're going to trade back, what kind of grades do they have, what position do they feel like they need the most. So. Let's get into a get to our content. Yeah, it sounds like here. night one we're going to have to go invade a Duff's uh, somewhere and get that Bills Chat podcast on one of their TVs and and shout out and we we can uh, go back and forth with some wings. Uh, cheers. I don't I don't do the uh, boozing, but we can we can cheers with some drumsticks or some flats. I definitely would be down for that. See, I think it'd be <laughs> nice too to like kind of have you guys like you or the Bill's chat podcast just every like 15 minutes, just like I'm just sitting there with some fan eating chicken wings. I really would like to do the death <laughs> sauce challenge again. Like, nice. you know what I mean? And, and for me, I won't be drinking a ton because whenever I'm doing actual Bill's coverage, I don't like to drink a lot. I really like to just eat the chicken wings <laughs> and watch. But yep. ultimately, I think that would be some cool stuff. But let me ask you this. Yes or no, and without selfish reasons, without bias, a trade ha- happens on night one of the draft for the Bills. Yes or no? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think I, I, that's kind of my one prediction for the draft. I don't have a ton of uh, expectations. I don't have, um, you know, it's like probably going to go edge again, you know, <laughs> like whatever. But, you know, I, I think that uh, just the way the board may fall, I think there's a good opportunity for a guy like Will Levis or um, uh, Hendon Hooker kind of, you know, some team might be into one of those guys. And at 27, uh, maybe the perfect time to come up and try to um, have the bills as a trade partner to get that fifth year option on their quarterback. That they're going to take. So um, I told my buddy earlier, I think the, the, the there or the, the, picks i think the bills are going to make first is going to be somewhere between 34 and 37 so um i think 34 is arizona and then where is that so arizona the colts the rams or the seahawks um i think the bills may uh be able to to drop back in that range or potentially um as far back as as 40 but I don't I don't see him going too far too much farther than that. There's some uh, AFC East opponents there as you get into the mid 40s, and I'm not sure how that all would uh, work out. But yeah, I think um, you know Arizona makes a lot of sense as we've been hearing some of the DeAndre Hopkins talk, and um, I just think the well, I just, I just don't know. I guess it's just there's no stud player there that I think gets to 27 where you're like, man, I gotta have that guy. Everyone's talking about B. John Robinson, um, and if he gets there to 27, you know, maybe that's a guy you can't pass. But um, 
outside of that, there's no surefire like, hey, this guy's going to be a day one contributor. He's going to come in and be able to start at X position on your team. There's no, there's just not that kind of guy. I mean, we got Trey White at 27 at cornerback, and he was obviously able to come in right away and contribute. But I'm just, there's just not that sort of time too. Yeah, but there's just not that sort of depth or, or that sort of not depth. There is depth, but there's not that sort of like top end players in this draft per a lot of the draft um, scouting reports and a lot of the things that I see. So um, you, if you look at things like the athletics, um, the beast draft guide and things like that, you just, you see, um, you know, 16, 18 guys with first round grades maybe, and everyone else is, you know, first or second or just squarely in the second round. So I just think, you know, doing some research on that, doing some, um, some digging and looking around at what everyone else is saying, um, you know, I just, I don't see, who's there that they needed to absolutely have at 27. But I mean, if they pick, if they make a pick, obviously they're just going to take best player available. And unfortunately I think that may be for them um, a defensive player when um, I think most Bills fans out there are looking for uh, some offense and some excitement this year. I think that yes, a trade is going to definitely happen on night one of the draft for the Bills. And I don't think it's going to be in the favor of them moving up. I think it's definitely going to be in the sense that they're going to move back. Whether it's going to involve players, we're going to talk about here in just a moment. But I, I want to remind you guys, if you're just now tuning in, you're live here on the sit-down on the Built to Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Don't forget to hit that like, share. Don't forget to subscribe to our content. Plus, turn those notifications on so you don't miss any of the upcoming news for the Bills as we get closer and closer to the first round of the NFL Draft of 2023. And, of course, we'll have live coverage on nights one and two of the NFL Draft as the Buffalo Bills are looking to bolster up that depth and continue that contender base team in the shape that the team that currently is in, in the holes that we've got to fill, the Bills are looking to just bolster up some montage. A trade for me is going to happen on night one because they're going to, I think, obtain a player. And this is something I want to talk about here right after this. I think it's going to involve a player. I think that Arizona and the Bills are going to find Maybe they need to be partners in a trade here that sends DeAndre Hopkins to the Bills. That might be a swap of the first round and second round pick. Might be unloading Ed Oliver to the to the Cardinals because there are things that I heard in Brandon Bean's press conference that kind of give me that idea, right? But I think overall, a trade happens on night one for the Bills because we do have holes we have to fill. We don't have the salary cap necessarily to go ahead and sign a multitude of all-star players in free agency. We can't make those splashes like we want to because we signed guys like Vaughn Miller in the previous free agency, but we are still a well-built team. And in my opinion, a top three football team roster wise in football when healthy, but if they're going to obtain some more value, it's going to involve trading back because at 27, you're just not usually going after the guy that everybody was going for in the top 10, top 15 of the draft. Right. And at 27, yeah, you get guys like Tredavious White, but as I said previously, too, that was a position of need. So, yeah, we might want guys like Jack Campbell, but if it's round two grade, Brandon Bean is not going to overreach. So, Montage, I think, yes, it is going to involve players. I think that DeAndre Hopkins is coming to the Bills. I just – I know that Vaughn Miller, with all the Odell Beckham Jr. talk before, everybody's a little reluctant now, but – that's why I really believe that if he's going to put it out there now, he can't be fooling around, right? 
He just can't be this time. You're gonna you're gonna look stupid twice. In my opinion, there's no way that Von Miller, who wants to become a, a general manager in the NFL, would go and put his name on the line a, a second time, right? Uh, he said previously on the Pat McAfee show that you know they're gonna be getting a new uh, playmaker, uh, um, sometime playmaker. I think is what he said, quote unquote. But basically, too, you know, DeAndre Hopkins was he asked him if he wants to be a Buffalo Bill and like. There's all the signs that are pointing to it. And I think it's just got to have something that happens closer to the draft night where they kind of find a way to get it done. Arizona maybe has a guy that they like at 27, and it just makes sense. But Montage, do you think if a trade does happen on night one of the NFL draft that it involves players? Yeah, I think that you have to um, there because you can't uh, – I mean, I guess you can – if you can get a, a bevy of picks from a team um, – like so if we're looking to trade down you have maybe Arizona you have Seattle who's got a lot of picks they've got two first rounders so maybe they don't want to or they don't necessarily think they they need um you know their their pick 37 there or maybe they want three first rounders for some reason if they don't if they don't uh you know if they don't get their if they don't get a quarterback with five or um 20 but then they maybe see like oh 27 we might be able to go up and get um you know a hendon hooker or something and and set him behind gino for a year or two and then uh we'll still have that fifth year option on him i could see that happening because you got guys like josh downs who's a really really good um receiver in this draft uh that you would want um that you could you could move back for but i think that the likely thing is if the, if they were able to get um, Hopkins and and thirty four, and I, I think they would maybe need more than that. But I listening to people about the trade values and the charts and things seems like Hopkins and thirty four might be um, close in value to uh, what it would take for for the Cardinals to move up to twenty seven. I just don't know if the Cardinals have a need or have a have a target uh, to come up there. So. Um, you know, when you're doing a lot of the simulations, I, I'm getting a lot of, uh, you know, offers or, you know, mock trade offers from from a lot of different clubs. So, uh, you know, it's it's this is the part where I think it's going to be a ton of fun to see uh, if it's if it is a player, I would like to see um, it be a wide receiver or a linebacker. So you do have Tampa Bay who has a linebacker that wants to be traded. Arizona has got a couple guys that want to be traded with uh, Baker, uh, Buda Baker asking for a trade at safety and, um, and, and Hopkins. Um, you know, I, I like that, uh, you know, there's two really good young linebackers on Arizona. If, if Bean doesn't necessarily want the, the linebackers in this draft for whatever reason or whatnot, you know, there's Isaiah Simmons sitting there that um, may not be uh, well utilized there in Arizona and, and could be a, a target potentially if they're, um, and we'll get to this in the next topic, kind of to see if they're looking for, um, you know, a replacement for Tremaine Edmonds or if uh, they'll stay true to their word and, and have that competition with the guys that have in house. Now, if you guys are just now tuning in, you've missed out a little bit of the sit down. The audio version of this podcast will be available on Spotify, audio podcasts, wherever you may get your audio podcast from. This is the sit down presented by Dove's Famous Wings here on the Built in Buffalo Networks Facebook YouTube and Twitter hosted by myself, the Sauce God, joined and co-hosted by my guy, Mafia Montage, who's been doing a ton of mock drafts, but really a guy that breaks into what we expect to maybe see for what is actually being displayed in front of us and what gives us the reason to think so, right? So mm-hmm. 
we both think that there's a trade likely to happen. Now, there's a player that you and I have not really discussed yet about possibly being traded at Oliver. Do you think that it's likely maybe we see him traded on round one, uh, the night of round one in the draft this year, or maybe even round two? Yeah, I, you know, I you don't hear anything about it, and they don't have any defensive tackles on the on the roster moving forward. So, um, the interesting thing that I think uh, with the trade scenario is that they they just made an interesting move today that we'll get to as well with extending Tyler Bass. So they are still maneuvering um, contracts around. You know that that extension that they that he signs probably comes with. I didn't see any of the the exact terms but you know it's like 12.5 million guaranteed to him so he's getting um you know what for three four million a year um and i don't know what that does to his cap it this year if it changes it or not i have to look into that still but um you know they're still doing stuff with contracts here so so it's definitely possible um if they do try to acquire a guy like hopkins he does have a large tag uh or a large cap hit um, so I'm not sure if they'll get Arizona to eat some of that as a, you know, compensation for coming up and getting another first round pick, because I do think, you know, you think it's only seven spots from 34 to 27, but what that does for you now is you actually get a fifth year control from a player in the first round. So that actually increases the value of 27, uh, much more than 34 for me. I think that you have to get a little bit more than just 34 and D hop. I just don't think that's enough compensation. So I don't know if they try to negotiate something that says, okay, we'll give us 34 D hop. We'll give you 27 at Oliver, but now Arizona's got to give us more than that. And that's where I don't know if, if they go after some, <clears throat> some other position on Arizona that they like in a player, or if they ask for just a multitude of, of additional draft picks in that sense. But um yeah, I, I, it's hard to it's hard to really gauge. I, I don't think it's going to get too complicated. Um, and I actually think you're not going to see a ton of movement uh, in the first round because of because of the logistics of trying to get the right values here. We've got a lot of people wanting to trade back, not a ton wanting to move up. I, and I just think the bills are in a position where they could get a trade partner because of that, you know, late first round, see which quarterback slide and then give me the fifth-year option on my quarterback that I'm looking for. Exactly. I mean, there's a lot of different things that the Buffalo Bills can do at 27, and I think that Brandon Bean is a guy that just generally handles things as they come to him. Um, He does a good job of kind of disguising what they're really going to do, but he kind of says bluntly bluntly what they are going to do, and that's actually the next thing that we'll discuss here live here in the sit-down on the Built-in Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter here presented by Duff's. Now, we're discussing a little bit of what could have happened on night one of the draft, but recently Brandon Bean had a live press conference, and for us, we're going to decipher a little bit of what we think that he's he's telling us. Now, what he's telling us, Montage, in my opinion, is that we don't have a ton of great first-round grades, um, and he's also saying that they do go through the entire process of evaluating quarterbacks and positions that they do feel are of interest or of value at that potential spot, maybe in the draft. Um, but what do you think that this press conference tells us the most montage? Well, I think it uh, tells us Brandon Bean is either uh, a little crazy or uh, really good at um 
lying to us, so to speak. I mean, I don't want to, he's obviously not uh, being facetious in any way, but I think that, uh, like we said, it is smoke season. And I think that the, um, you know, things are going to happen that we're, that we're not expecting. So I think that, um, you know, he, based on what he said, it seems like every position uh, that we have is good. They don't see like they don't have a huge glaring hole in their roster. But when you talk about um, what the fans see, they 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 see something a little bit different. They see uh, you know a roster where we have a right tackle that um, may need to be replaced. We have a uh, you know a need for for certain other positions. Um, so wide receivers is a you know wide receiver two people talk about a lot, and I think that's just. Not necessarily um, true, let's say 100% true, you know, for what Brandon means saying. I think that there are um, some weak spots on the roster that have uh, a need to to infuse some youth into it. And I think the offensive line is one of those. The defensive line is one of those. Now, I think that uh, more interior, but I know that they're going to be looking at edge as well. Um, you know, I don't know if they're going to continue their uh, kind of uh, momentum here in, in, you know, drafting a, a running back. Um, I know we've got three pretty good running backs in our room right now, but they could add a fourth, um, but they might choose again. They don't know if they want to sp- uh, spend an asset or if they're just looking to, um, you know, roll with what they got and maybe, you know, sign an undrafted free agent running back at this point. So. I think Brandon Bean's press conference just tells us that we're not thinking in sync to what he is thinking, right? Most of Mm -hmm. us are wondering if he's going to trade up, trade back. And again, the way that he speaks in his press conference speaks as if he's very, very calculated. They give guys their evaluation. Is this a round one grade? Is this a, uh, you know, later in the round one grade? They really evaluate where they're at from an analytical standpoint. It sounds like a lot more to me. And I think us fans are just wondering, are we going to make a big splash? Are we going to fall back and get some capital? You know what I mean? Like, it's never really about that. It's all about what is coming to him first and foremost, piece by piece, day by day, right? So, yeah, we might add DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, we might fall back in the draft. Yes, we might trade up in the draft. It's all about situation. My opinion or to a situational football, right? Um, mm-hmm. Situational drafting is the best way to really sum it up because what is currently available? What is the biggest position of need? Is this a guy that we would draft in round one? Is there a team that has a need at 27 much more than we do? And what can we get out of them? Psychological warfare. Yeah. Smoke season. I think Brandon Bean is just telling us a little bit of an insight to what we can expect. Don't expect nothing. Let him do his job. <laughs> Let him either yeah. obtain or not obtain, right? Because at the end of the day, they ask us to trust the process, and we have got to do so. I know us and Bill's Mafia are dying for Lombardi Trophy. We're dying for a splash like DeAndre Hopkins. We're dying to make the right choices in the draft, but we've got to let him do his job. And that is going to really, in a press conference, a little bit, but without telling us too much because there are other teams listening. There are other general managers listening. There are people that pay attention. The New England Patriots, they got tape recorders put all over their fucking stadium for crying out loud, right? So here's the thing that I talk about first out of Brandon Bean's preference. Your life down though, guys. Keep us going with some comments. This, as we uh, stated before, this is pre-recorded, but Montage, 
Bean says the Bills draft board is not really great when, when discussing the amount of round one grades. Does this surprise mm-hmm. you? Um, and what do you think of this? Yeah, I think that's, you know, pretty um, in line with what all the evaluations are. There just aren't a ton of, you know, top of the line players at all the positions here. There's certain positions that have, um, you know, I guess Bryce Young, CJ Stroud are decent quarterbacks, you know, at the top, but they're not these can't miss. That's not Peyton Manning up there. Um, You don't have Jamar Chase. You don't have a wide receiver. That's a can't miss talent. You know, Jackson Smith and Jigba is, is uh, really uh, highly touted, but I think that, you know, he doesn't have the same, he doesn't carry the same weight as, you know, someone like Jamar Chase would um, or did. So, um, you know, I think that that's right there. It's, it's not a, star-studded class in the beginning here at the top and you're, you're going to see that and that's where um, things get difficult but he also said um, that if there was a trade it would have to make a lot of sense and he says if he's going to make a trade it's more likely to trade back than up um, so uh, you know I think that he's he's looking at you know he always says this you know he's looking at all options um, you know, if he's going to move something, it's got to make a lot of sense in his words. Uh, one of the things I think, uh, is, you know, we were live tweeting. Um, I was feverishly typing to Peter DiBiase, and he was putting out the tweets on the built-in Buffalo Twitter. But, uh, you know, Brandon Bean said we're going to need a couple of twos to move out of 27. So so I think, you know, he's, he's going to have – a pretty heavy price on 27 um, and they're going to take best player available. So his whole press com- press conference was basis- based around, hey, we have a good roster here. We don't have many holes and each round in the draft, we're going to take the best player on the board. So if you want that guy that's the best player on the board right now, you're going to have to make us a good offer to come get him. And I think that's kind of the way he, um, you know, strategically goes about his business. He's going to, like you said, there's other people listening. So he's not going to give uh, the Buffalo media anything because he just can't with, uh, with the access everyone has to those, those press conferences. So it makes a lot of sense. And I, you know, I, I said earlier that he was lying to us and I just, that's tongue in cheek. I don't think he's a liar or anything. I just think that, you know, it's the nature of the business, the nature of the beast, you know, he's, he's coming in here um, trying to, trying to give us, uh, and respect everyone's questions there in the media. And I think um, right now uh, we're in a, we're in a tough position. It's a, it's something that uh, I look forward to continuing because it's uh, means we're good. So we're going to be picking at the the end of the first round for the next few years here. It seems and uh, and I think with the point that there's not a lot of um, top heavy guys that that makes me think the trade for like a DeAndre Hopkins is even potentially more likely because you can kind of get a talent that you know um, what you're getting in them. You don't have to hope uh, an evaluation stands true or that a player develops or anything. It's kind of, you get a a day one contributor in in Hopkins with that experience, but it's what else are they going to give you um, in return to make that happen? And that's, I think what his point was to a lot of people is that, yeah, um, we could be shopping the the pick, but you're going to have to come, with your best offer and give us uh, a legitimate um, haul here if we're going to move out of this pick because we're we're more than willing to take the best player available at this pick. 
I think for them to not have so many round one grades proves how top heavy this quarterback class is. And that's not a position that we're necessarily looking at all that much, right? Receiver, Mm -hmm. I don't see the need to really reach a 27 to try and move up from there. I think that, you know, him saying it's not very great when talking about the amount of round one grades, it only signals that we're looking to move back. And maybe it puts out smoke signals to other general managers that, hey, my phone line is open. If anyone wants to move up at 27, right? What exactly am I looking at? What exactly is my position in need, right? Maybe he was kind of hinting at the things that they're willing to let go of or the things that they are looking for in return. Maybe he's kind of sending out a little bit of an SOS, right? Brandon Bean, we love the way that you're putting it out. He's telling the teams, you got to make him an offer he can't refuse, right? Mm-hmm. And that's something that Brandon Bean does very well. I, I trust in his process day in and day out. Like I said, I really trust in his process when it comes to drafting. You can't hit on every single draft pick that you have but I think that Brandon Bean is a guy that hit has hit on picks that we're not necessarily supposed to hit on as well as we have so I'm going to trust this process throughout the entire way and and I'm not going to necessarily be disappointed I say this now but then again when we go through an entire round one of the entire draft and and we don't have a single pick that whole time right is it going to be that disappointing no not to me. It might be at first, but it's just because we want to see something. We're dying for action. We want to know who the newest Buffalo Bill is. We want to know who's going to be that round one pick that comes here on a plane. You know, he gets to do the whole ordeal. He goes to the new era at the stadium and all that, right? But necessarily, does that necessarily matter if we want a guy that is going to come here and help contribute to a Lombardi trophy run? No, not really. But montage... Uh, let's go to our next subject here. But of course, if you guys have not already done so hit that like and share button, subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well. Built in Buffalo has got content coming to you guys for the Buffalo Bills and all of Bills Mafia 24 seven, whether it's live shows, podcasts, tweeting out news and updates for the Buffalo Bills built in Buffalo is your source for all Bills content. But montage, according to Bean, defensive tackle could be a position of, of need with this and what do you make of it yeah it definitely is i mean i get you look at the um the players they have um under contract and it's zero after this year so i mean that's obviously something they need to do um because they you know they need to have obviously um interior defensive line uh to be successful in their scheme and i think there's plenty of available defense tackles here i think it's not only um, DT being in position of need once. I think they're going to have uh, a chance to double dip here um, on the on the defensive tackle position, depending on how the board falls. Obviously, that's the biggest thing. When I say anything about this draft, it's all depending on how the board falls. Because even to the point of trading back or up, it's like, well, you know what? If Jackson Smith and Jig was there at 19 or 20, uh, you could see him. You know, if they like if they like him, if it might not even be um, in Jigba, but if any of, you know, if, if a tackle they like um, Broderick Jones and, you know, there's plenty of plenty of players out there. If for whatever reason, a run on a certain position gets going with maybe people get antsy about edge rusher or whatever it may be, I think, um, you know, some of these guys might slide down. But I think defensive tackle, you're going to see at least um, one one pick here at the D tackle position. And I think. Uh, they'll actually double dip on there. 
I think the D tackle is still a position that we do need to feel, even though we re-signed Jordan Phillips. I also think that this is saying there is a possible likeliness that Ed Oliver will be on the move. Now, who is that too? I'm not, not sure. Maybe it's with Arizona. Maybe it's somebody else, but we do still have him under contract. I don't see the Bills cutting Ed Oliver, but we've actually discussed it in recent episodes if we think that Ed Oliver will still be a Bill come draft night. Um, I think that I think that for me, Montage, there are other areas of need that jump out to me more than D tackle. I think that offensive tackle and middle linebacker are still my two biggest needs for the Buffalo Bills. And I know that basically Brandon Bean saying in his press conference that we like the guys that we have and him and Sean McDermott seem to say, uh, seeming to say the same thing as each other, that they like who they have in Bay Inspector, Tyrell Dotson, and some of these other guys, right? But um, I still see those as needs that are, are higher to me than defensive tackle. I still like the what we do have on the D tackle. Um, Greg Rousseau is very versatile. Boogie Basham, you never know what you could do with him, right? And AJ Epinesa, there's still a lot of question marks on the entire defensive line, I guess. But D tackle, is that necessarily the biggest position of need to me? I don't necessarily agree with that. But Yeah, I don't um, think it's the biggest need either, but I just think it's definitely something that's going to be addressed here. And I don't think – they're going to spend a first round pick on the D tackle. I just think they can go like potentially round two or round three, and they could make moves during round two and round three to get to where they want to be. But you could see um, two D tackles in the first four rounds, even, you know, maybe a round two and then a round four guy or something along those lines. I wouldn't be surprised by it uh, if they, if they value um, or if the right guys are there and they, and they value them. So um you know, I think just to go into the next topic here is, you know, the the guys I like at D-Tackle are, um, you know, Keanu Benton, I think, would be great in the second round, depending on what the, the trade might look like if, if we traded back and had a couple of second round picks. Um, I really like uh, Roy and Dexter potentially later in the draft. We'll see how far down they go and if we can get there's a couple of interesting picks where we have picks 130 and 137. And honestly, if, if Roy and Dexter are there that late in the draft, which I don't know that they will be, but if they are, you could see back-to-back, uh, potentially back-to-back defensive tackles or at least back-to-back defensive linemen where you get a D tackle and an edge rusher potentially in those two uh, picks, depending on how, again, the board falls and how many guys are are have dropped down there from from the defensive line prospects, but I really think, um, you know, a guy like Irvin Dexter would be great. Um, you know, high motor guy and um, somebody that's, uh, you know, fits in I think well with what the scheme would be here across the defensive line for the Bills. Yeah, I think too. You know, I look back to last year's draft, and there's something that I didn't say previously, but Jordan Phillips was the guy that I was. I'm sorry. Um, I'm blanking on his name for the um, for the Eagles. Fletcher Cox. No, he was drafted last year. I can't. I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now. Stoner moment. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> the Eagles drafted him round one last year. He came out of Georgia, I believe. Um, defensive tackle, absolute nature athlete. Like that's kind of who I wanted to draft last year. And I still see that D tackle is definitely a need for the bills. It's not like they have their future secured. Jordan, they got like Jordan Phillips on a one-year deal. Oh, Jordan Davis, right? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Jordan Davis, a guy like that, right. Who is going to be young. 
and coming here to contribute because I think that Ed Oliver, as great as he has had moments of, has not been consistent enough for what he is going to command as far as money goes and for what we drafted him, where we drafted him. So really, it is still a position of need. Is there a guy that I like that big in the draft? I'm not sure. Not at round one. Not at 27 that I think that just if he's available, boom, we got to take him, right? I see that need addressed, like you said, Montage, more in rounds two, three, maybe even four and five um, because you can still find guys of value in rounds four and five of the draft. But let's move on to our next subject here. And, of course, if you have not done so, hit that like and share button. You are live here on the sit-down on the Built-In Buffalo Networks Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, hosted by myself, the Sauce God, at Buffalo Sauce God, across all social medias. Joined here with my co-host, Mr. Lance, Mr. Mafia Montage, at Mafia Montage on Twitter. Holler at him. Also the co-host of the Buffalo Blitz Show with Peter DiBiase, who will be hosting round two coverage and round three coverage of the NFL draft on Friday night from seven until conclusion right here on building Buffalo. So montage, I'm looking forward to that. Well, let's talk about this. The Buffalo was extending as some call him the bass man, a little shout out to the Seinfeld show, the bass man, those extend kicker Tyler bass for four more years. And what do you make of this? What do you think of it? And how do you feel? Yeah, I love it. I'm actually at the point um, in next season in my Madden franchise. So, you know, Tyler Bass, one of those guys coming up as, you know, one of the people you need to sign. Um, but, yeah, I think great job doing it now, um, getting that out of the way. It uh, looks like they just, ex- you know, he'll play out the final year on his rookie deal this year. And then next year that cap hit kicks in um, and he'll be the fourth highest paid kicker uh, in the league um, starting next year with that extension. So it was um you know, four years extension, uh, 12.3 mil guaranteed. And I think he can make up to, I don't know, 17 million or something like that. So um, I'll pull that up in a second. But yeah, I think it's a great move for them kind of thinking ahead. And I think that that kind of gets you thinking like, okay, Bean's starting or like I said before, he's already starting kind of to manipulate uh, contracts. He's kind of, he's probably, um, you know, going out, he's he's trying to shape this roster to make sure he's got things set um, so he knows what flexibility. Um, 21 million is the deals worth up to 21, but 12.3 guaranteed. And uh, he'll be a kicker with the Bills through 2027. So uh, perfect signing. He's a great fit for us. I think um, he fits in well with the culture. He said he loves the culture. He's a small school kid, um, you know, thankful for the opportunity. And that's kind of, that's the pro, that's the way that, uh, Bean and McDermott kind of operate as, you know, let's take uh, a kid that's talented, um, but not um, highly recognized potentially and see what we can do and and see what we can develop from them. I think that when you talk about kickers, we don't discuss how important they are enough, right? These guys are what are putting up points in every single game of the NFL season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, look at some of the best kickers of all time. Justin Tucker, he's been with the Ravens his entire career. Adam Vinatieri spent most of his years with the Indianapolis Colts and then um, with the New England Patriots, right? Um, so Adam Vinatieri, longtime great kicker, 
guys like that, um, oh, he started with the Patriots, then he went to the Colts. That's what happened. But guys like that are with their team so long because they make the field goals. They make the extra points. They don't have the mistakes. And Tyler Bass was drafted by the Bills to come here with a strong leg and be able to kick in situations last year when it was 29-29 when the snow was coming down against AFC East rival and Miami Dolphins, right? And he makes the game-winning field goal and everybody goes sliding all over the field. That's why we drafted Tyra Bass. So I want to say first and foremost, from Sauce Scott to Tyra Bass, congratulations, my friend, because the money is well-deserved. This is a core member of this team, and it's somebody that you want to have locked down because he does his job well. He is not a guy, Montage, that I'm all that worried about. You know what I mean? We had a guy like Ryan Lindell for so long, and then we had a – Ryan Carpenter, or Dan Carpenter, I'm sorry, for a little bit there. And Tyler Bass came in after money. Hauschka, you know, and Stephen Hauschka started to deteriorate because he was older. He spent most of his time with the Seahawks. But Tyler, Brat, Tyler Bass is homegrown talent, and he is a guy that performs consistently. You know, he's had his rough moments, but he's always responded very well, and that's something that I like about Tyler Bass is he's not a guy that tends to let – Anything get him into any sort of slump. He just continues to do his job and respond to the moment, take what he can, and do his job. So congratulations to Bill's kicker, Tyler Bass, on a four-year extension worth up to $21 million with 12 and a half guaranteed big ones right there, Montage. Big ones. Sunshine, right, I call him because the uh, movie Remember the Titans has a guy named Ronnie Bass, and they nickname him Sunshine. So uh, Tyler Bass, for me, I, I joke with my friends. We call him Sunshine, and uh, you know I'm glad to have the kid around. Uh, for another four years. The Sunshine Bass Man. I like that. Yeah, yes, my sir. stepdad calls him, hey, it's time for the Bass Man to come up and do his job and win the freaking game, right? And he does. Time in and time out, he does. So let's move on to our next thing here. Bada bing, bada boom. The good things that Montage and I have seen in the world of sports. Montage, I'll tell you the first thing. I'm going to start us off here. How about the fact that the Yankees are yet to be uh, – they are the only team in the MLB yet – to lose a series to start this 2023 MLB season. I'll tell you what, they might've gotten smoked by the twins there in the first inning of that one night, but it doesn't matter. The Yankees have found some sort of consistency with pitching and hitting right now with a little bit of that spark coming from the young guy, Anthony Volpe. And of course, Anthony Rizzo going three for three yesterday in a 92 win. Um, and also during that angel series, Aaron judge robbing other MVP candidates, Shohei Otani, one of the best talents in baseball, robbing him of a home run in center field the second time he's actually done that to Shohei Otani. So that's what I got for Bada Bing, Bada Boom. Montage, what do you got for us? Yeah, I got two main things. Uh, Knicks just uh, were victorious over the Cavaliers, so uh, up 2-1 in that series. I got the Knicks in six there, I predicted before the series started, so that's coming along pretty good. Love to see the New York teams. Uh, we mentioned, I think, last week, too, Rangers are in it. So a lot of New York uh, love there. And then the biggest thing I love is uh, DeMar Hamlin's going to give it a shot and and give it a go to to go play again. Um, he said that's another thing that we kind of – I left out on purpose and not talking about that during Brandon Means' press conference. But uh, both Bean, McDermott, and then Hamlin himself came out um, on Tuesday and let everyone know that, um, you know, he's going to – uh, be cleared and he's going to give it a, a go and, and be a professional football player still. And just an incredible journey and ride he's been on uh, enough about love for, for DeMar Hamlin. Great to see that he's uh, able to give it a shot even, and, and just uh, hope for the best. You know, I know he's got a lot of uh, work ahead of him and uh, you know, I think he's probably going to be one of the hardest working guys this summer. Hashtag Buffalo strong hashtag DeMar Hamlin hashtag 
Three's up. Uh, again, that is a great thing, Montage. Thank you for throwing that in there. Congratulations again to, to Mar Hamlin, who has seen three separate specialists. This is not a uh, personal decision. This is He was cleared by three separate specialists, not even team-affiliated, which is great news. Shout out to DeMar Hamlin. Shout out to the entire Bills organization on doing everything possible to bring that young man back to a position where he could make the choice to play football again if he wanted to or wanted to not, right? So shout out to DeMar Hamlin. Shout out to the Bills again. Now, Montage, what's got you saying in the world of sports? Forget about it, the ugly, right? What's got you saying forget about it this week? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, all the smoke. Uh, see, it's tough to um, really decipher what what's – uh, true or what's uh, false so um, you know saying forget about it about the smoke but the biggest thing is you see these Arizona Cardinal uniforms they just dropped they made this big production about a drop in the these new uniforms and they're just they're mid at best and uh, it's just man forget about it I'll tell you what everybody's eyeing up this is what's got me saying forget about it Bills Mafia getting in a fuss about Stefan Diggs being at Coachella instead of being at OTAs. He's got me saying, forget about it. Let the guy live his life. He is, it's called, they're voluntary, right? He doesn't have to be there. Josh Allen is there because that's what Josh Allen is dedicated to. And I also want to say this in the world of forget about it. All the people out there reading into Josh Allen's relationship and his personal life, leave him and his girlfriend the fuck alone. She might have unfollowed him on Instagram because she's tired of seeing people talking so damn much, right? As much as we love Josh, we love everything going on. We want to make sure our quarterback's good. He's a human fucking being just like all of us, and we need to stay the hell out of his personal life because, hey, I want the guy to go win a Super Bowl. I don't really care what's going on in his personal life. That's up to him to decide how he wants to handle it, how he should feel, because it's none of my fucking business, right? So all you out there, all you women out there thinking you're going to go chasing down Josh Allen, I got to tell you one thing. Forget about it, right? Montage, that's got me saying forget about it. Now let's go ahead. Let's move on to our fi- – unless you got a maniac of the week this week, do you? No, sir. All right, let's move I'm on to our final it. segment of Getting Saucy presented by Dustin. The Bills are coming up. We're just five days away here on Saturday now. Of course, it's a pre-recorded video, but I'll tell you what, Bills Mafia, round one is coming up. Be patient. Trust the process. You got Mafia Montage of Peter DiBiase on rounds two and three here on the Built in Buffalo Network on that Friday night starting at 7 p.m. You don't want to listen to Mel Kuyper. You don't want to listen to John Grinnell. You don't want to listen to Mike Mayock. I'll tell you what, you want to listen to these two guys that will be having special guests of Possibly what? Not so serious? Yeah, exactly. Stevie Johnson coming on as a potential guest and much, much more. You guys don't want to miss it. Here on the Built in Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, this is the sit-down hosted by myself, the Sauce God, at Buffalo Sauce God across all social media and co-hosted by Mafia Montage, Mafia Montage and presented by Duff's Famous Wings. We love you guys very much. As always, God bless. Go Bills. We'll see you next Saturday.